Hello, everybody. It's weird. It's not Wednesday. It's Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're very excited. Uh, joining us today is the uh, master blender of Uncle Nearest, uh, Victoria Edie Butler. Um, thank you so much for coming. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've I've been wanting to have you here for a very long time. Ryan and I have been talking about it for a while. And, we're just happy the stars aligned. We were able to get you here. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, uh, so if you guys aren't familiar, uh, she's got you know deep ties in the the whiskey uh, the whiskey business. Um, she was also uh, she was also awarded uh, blender master blender of the year by uh, whiskey. I believe it was whiskey advocate. Whiskey, um, the icons of whiskey, the whiskey magazine. Of whiskey, yes, uh, yeah, in 2021, um, and you know, 2022, and 2022, and 2022, <laughs> of course. Um, but I mean, with that, tell us a story. We, you've got a hell of a story. You want to know my story, or you want to know my great great grandfather's? You story? know what? Let's start from the beginning. So yes, your great great grandfather's story. I will try to do it without taking up the whole time. Um, thank you guys for being in the room. I appreciate it. Um, so how our brand came about, it was started by an article in the New York Times. Our CEO and, and, and founder, Fawn Weaver, yes. was on um, a trip with her husband when she picked up the New York Times and she reads this story about um, Jack Daniel embracing a secret ingredient help from a slave. And she was intrigued by that story so much so that it took her to Lynchburg, Tennessee, um, the home of Jack Daniel. Absolutely. And of course, where my great, great grandfather was. Yeah. And so uh, once there, she started her research and learned uh, along the way that Nearest um, had made history of his own. Absolutely. In 1856, uh, Nearest is credited with help, helping to perfect what is known as the Lincoln County process. Um, that is the process of filtering whiskey through sugar, maple, charcoal. Um, that innovation in his hands created the avenue for Tennessee whiskey. Absolutely. So um, he is indeed the godfather of Tennessee whiskey without that um, in innovation. Mm -hmm. uh, there would likely be no Tennessee whiskey. So um, Fawn knew from the beginning that there was something special about Nearest and about the story. And so she wanted to come to Tennessee to um, write a book and then that book be a movie. Okay. Um, and once the whiskey took off, she got sidetracked. Uh, <laughs> um, so, but rest assured, the, the book and the movie are both still coming. Absolutely. All right. So um, after Fawn uh, did her due diligence with the research, she, you know, she had formed a team of like 20 people, archaeologists, genealogists, historians to help her. Um, unearth what we now know to be Nearest Green's legacy. Wow. Um, he was working on a farm in uh, Lynchburg. Uh, at the time, we, it was zoned Lincoln County. Okay. But he was working on a farm for a man named Dan Call. Dan Call was a preacher, but he was also selling whiskey. 
And Nears Green is the man who was who was making it for him. Wow. And a young white boy um, ended up on that same farm. And that is where the story of, of Jack and, and Nears began. Uh, Jack Daniel came to the Dan Call farm mm -hmm. as a chore boy. And uh, obviously he was a curious young lad and he kept asking Dan Call what was going on in the distance from the house. Sure. Now Dan Call had basically three sections of life on his farm. He was a preacher. He was um, the owner of the Dan Call Distillery. And then he had his family. He was a farmer. And so where Nears was, mm -hmm. that was the distillery, right? Sure. And over here, the house is where Jack was. That is where the farming took place. But I can imagine that there was a lot of smoke and noise, likely music. Um, I understand that Nearest was was very fond of, of music. So, and then the hustle and bustle of mules uh, going back and forth from the distillery. Um, Jack wanted to know what the heck was going on. Sure, yeah. And finally, Dan Call gives in and he takes this young white boy to meet this enslaved man. And he introduced Nears Green to Jack Daniel, telling him that Nears is the best whiskey maker around. Um, in, Nears, in Jack Daniel's biography written by Ben Green, mm -hmm. uh, no relationship to, to my family. He's a white guy out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, but he wrote Jack Daniel's um, legacy book. And in that book, Nears Green and his sons and grandsons are mentioned more than 50 times, mentioned more than Jack Daniels' own family. Wow. And so um, we know that the relationship between Nears Green and Jack was very special. Mm -hmm. But after, after Jack meets Nears, Nears takes him under his arm, under his wing, teaches him everything he knows about whiskey. Sure. And when Dan Call decided to sell the distillery, Jack being a young man now, also even the salesman for the Dan Call brand, he was even delivering whiskey to our soldiers. Um, he bought the farm. He bought the distillery, rather, and he named it after himself. And he asked his good friend and mentor, Nears Green, to stay on with him. And Nears did, and he became the first African-American master distiller. And their relationship, their friendship, their, their bond continued um, the rest of their lives and then generations that followed. That's wonderful. Yeah, it is. That is a wonderful. It is. Wow. You know, so many people have thought until our brand came along that um, Jack owned slave, that, you know, Nears was his slave. Um, it's just the opposite yeah. uh, from everything that Fawn unearthed about their relationship, about um, Jack Daniel, about Nearest. Um, Jack Daniel paid Nearest Green uh, the same amount that he would uh, his white counterpart or more, uh, which was also unheard of during yeah. that time. Absolutely. So um, their relationship was unique and beautiful and Fawn learned 
that as she was doing the research along with her team. Um, shortly after arriving in Lynchburg, Fawn bought the Dan Call Farm. Um, everything seemed to have aligned perfectly. Um, the story just moved her so much. Just yeah. And so once she learned that the Dan Call Farm was actually, she didn't even know all of this when she purchased it. Okay. Um, she purchased the Dan Call Farm just days after being in Lynchburg. And that is where she set up her research area in the very front room of the Dan Call Farm. And, for inspiration. Uh, yeah. And um, now that is um, one of the properties that, that she and her husband Keith own in, in the area. So um, on that farm, on the Dan Call Farm, is the original old number seven of Jack Daniel. Wow. And um, that is where uh, Nears Green and Jack Daniel fostered their relationship. And... Um, that is where um in the beginning when we when we launched our brand that is where we we took people and and shared the story with them um now uh as of september 5th 2019 yeah. we have a place to call home is the nearest green distillery beautiful and it has continued to grow and and um every weekend we have from thursday through sunday we have sold out tours there at the nearest green distillery as you should yes yes indeed <laughs> and we are home to the longest bar in the world it's called humble baron longest bar in the world longest bar <laughs> in the world it is not only um huge but it's beautiful um the people who come there it, you know we say all the time there's a there's a a seat for everyone at our table. Oh, if it's that and long. We mean it. We mean it. <laughs> the crowd is diverse and, you know, all walks of life, young, old, black, white. Uh, it's a beautiful thing to witness. How does it feel to finally have your great-grandfather's name on that distillery? Um, it's, it's undescribable. Um, what our team has been able to accomplish in just six short years, um, it's beautiful. And now that we are fully, you know, full steam ahead at the distillery and to have people from all over the country to come and, and want to know more about Nearest and his contribution to the spirits industry, yeah. um, it's pretty, it's pretty moving. It really is. That's a hell of a way to start a Thursday. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's dive right in. We can, uh, we're. The first uh, first skew we were going to try would be the uh, the 1884, the 93 proof, the small batch. Yeah. Um, as we do uh, go in, uh, I'd love for you to tell us how you started your journey in this industry. Well, it really started with a yes. Uh, I tell people all the time there is a uh, there's definitely power in 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 saying yes. Um, I was getting ready. Um, I was approaching retirement from a 31 year in law enforcement. Um, with the, the federal government when Fawn asked me if I wanted to join the team. And of course I said, yes, um, there was no way I could pass up the opportunity to uh, work beside folks like Kitty and, and our team who were uh, pounding the rock every day to, in, to uh, cement my great, great grandfather's legacy. And so I joined the team early, um, 2019 
And uh, in 60 to 90 days, Fawn asked me another question. <laughs> she asked me if I wanted to try my hand at blending our small batch. Now, I had never done anything like that before. Um, but the premise behind it was that one of Neris's um, descendants would be involved with each small batch and oh, okay. um, folks on our team and, and, and of course our CEO would be involved, you know, to kind of guide them. Um, but it turns out I'm pretty damn good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And so um, I blended the first batch in May of 2019. It hit the market in July of 2019. And right out the gate, we started winning awards with it. And so Fawn asked me to do it again. And um, I have blended every batch since then. Um, so our 1884 small batch is um, near and dear to me because it's the first batch that I that I blended at Uncle Nearest. Wow. Um, 1884 signifies the year that Nearest Green last put whiskey in a barrel. We pay homage to his retirement with our small batch. Um, it is 93 proof. Uh, it's pretty close to what Nears did back in the day. And um, so we try to, um, you know, do things the way he did it. Now, given that technology is way different than it was in the 1800s, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, but we do try to stay as true to what he did as possible. You were able to find records to, uh, of the mash bill and recipe. Everything. Uh, Fawn Weaver is a beast at research. Um, she is brilliant. She really is. She is uh, one hell of a businesswoman, um, an awesome leader, um, great CEO. Uh, when we started this thing, I say we, but it was basically four people. Yeah. Uh, it's Fawn, our chief business officer, Catherine Jerkins, and um, a couple other people who were out pounding the rock every day sure. to get us on the map. I remember not being able to keep this stuff on yeah. the shelf. Finally, we caught up. So we launched in July of 2017, and within two years, we were in all 50 states. It's wow. unheard of. Wow. And um so now we're, we are the most awarded whiskey or bourbon for the last four years. Um, we are the fastest growing uh, American, uh, independently owned American spirit. The only um, American spirit that honors an African-American man. As I said, Nearest Green is the first African-American female master distiller. And I have the great honor to walk in the same vein and make history as being the first um, African-American female master blender in our country. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. That's amazing. So I don't know if anyone cheated already. I, I see him cheating. I cheat all the time. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna do this properly. Um, we're, I'm going to pretend that y'all haven't had any whiskey yet tonight. So what I want you to do is bring your glass up to your mouth. If you drank it already, um, we're going to pretend, okay? 
but this is a proper whiskey tasting. I know you all have done this. This is the way that that I do it. Um, probably the way that Kitty and most of our our team does it. Y'all, this is Kitty. Uh, I keep calling her name. This is Kitty. <laughs> she runs things uh, for Uncle Nears Premium Whiskey in this area of the country, and she does a mighty fine job. Um, she is also a published author. Um, she has written a very um, wonderful cocktail book, uh, Drinking, Drinking with like Ladies. ladies. Um, if you see that out and about, I encourage you to buy it. Um, see, you didn't tell me you wrote a book. I oh, am yeah. realizing that I buried the lead and we should talk about that. <laughs> she's, um, she's pretty fantastic in her own right. So thank you, Kitty. Thank you. thank you. So let's bring that glass up to your mouth. I want you to open your mouth up just slightly and fan this glass back and forth across your nose. And this is to engage your palate, right? Engage your senses. Uh, it is a high proof whiskey, so don't put your nose in the glass, but just kind of fan it back and forth. And then I want you to take just a small sip, give it a kind of a working around in your mouth, kind of like what you might do with mouthwash. And then take another sip and you should taste the full beauty of this whiskey on the next sip. Cheers, y'all. So what do y'all think about our small batch, 1884? Anybody care to share what they get on the nose? Am I supposed to be doing this? I just oh, took over. Oh, by all means. <laughs> by all means. When you have a rock star and you let them, you let them play. I just think it's fun. You know, um, whiskey tasting is subjective. It absolutely is. Yeah. You know, there's no right or wrong unless you tell me it tastes like bananas and I'm going to put you out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's no right or wrong. So let's let's have a good time and, and share with one another. Anybody want to share? On the nose, palette, the finish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got this really nice creaminess to the mouthfeel, which I really like. Yeah. Yes, all of that. Ooh, yeah, we got a, a you, guys, you guys didn't pick, if that didn't get picked up on the mic, it said uh, caramel, honeysuckle, butterscotch. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think about the finish? This is important to me. It's still there. Still right? there. <laughs> this is the thing with whiskey for, for, for me. I can only speak for me. Um, I had tasted a lot of whiskey that the finish is what turned me off, right? Yeah. And so when I first went into blend, and this is, I still follow this now, the finish was the most important part for me. For one, I didn't know any better about the rest of it because I just wasn't schooled in in the business you know about blending but i i knew that i wanted to get the finish um right and i knew that it had to meet the uh premium quality that our brand had already established and so for me i the finish on our 1884 actually all of our expressions it's it's um on the 84, it's not as long as the others, 
but just like the others, I think it beckons you to drink more. I like that. That's a good way. That's a it kind of calls you back in. You know, that was really I, good. I finish Let one. me drink some more. Tastes like more. Tastes. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what I get. Um, I hope you all agree. If if I if I continue to do my job right, you will continue to buy it. <laughs> right. I think we do agree. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's lovely. I think it's got this really nice, like, warming effect at the end. Yeah. That uh, John, what do you call it? A warm hug. Yeah. Yeah. Cut the Kentucky hug, but a Tennessee hug. Yeah. So, so, so it's not a secret um, now, but um, most, most people probably know by now that when I am doing the blending, I do not spit out the product. Um, I didn't know you weren't, that you were supposed to. Um, I just was using my common sense thinking that if the finish is important to me, how would I know what it tastes like if I spit it out? I don't proof it down. Uh, I do it barrel strength. So that's different too. Uh, I did not know that. So um, a real deal. Uh, I, I, I did it my way and um, I was given the ability, the, the room to do it my way. That's nice. Um, Give you a little room to learn. Yeah. From many mistakes you might've made yeah. yourself, you know? So it, it worked out beautifully for me as a master blender and for our brand. Um, yeah, I think we're doing something right, but I don't spit the product out. When you ask me about water, um, I probably, I'll drink some tonight, but when I'm blending, I don't eat nor drink before, after or do or before or during the blending process. So I, um, I do it at, at barrel strength, then reduce it down, taste it again. If it's not right, you know, you add a little this, a little that do it again. So I just do it different from what most I understand do, uh, but it, it has worked out for us. Different isn't wrong. I try to do it in, in the, in the, in the morning. Um, sometime it goes into the evening, depends on how many, you know, samples I have. Uh, I don't rush myself if it takes six hours or if it takes two, uh, that's what I do. Yeah. Oh, you got a question over here? We were. Well, this is this is the thing. We were sourcing our whiskey, and then of course we were putting our touch on it to make it ours. And we were killing our source in all the competitions. Um, it was funny. Uh, we loved it. Um, uh, but, but consistency has never been just our focus. It's always been quality. And for y'all, hopefully, it, is, it has been consistent. Uh, if we hadn't told you, you probably might not have known when we switched over from ours, which was um, the, uh, last year, the beginning of the year, um, it's been ours since then. We don't source anything except our rye, and I'll talk more about that. 
but um, I, I think for us, I guess probably for everybody, it's not just the mash bill, it's the whole process. And so the process that we use with our source whiskey, it hasn't changed with our own whiskey. Yeah. 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 It's just the process, the whole process. Yeah. Thank you. I think it is too. <laughs> <laughs> So y'all want to talk about this 1856? You sure do. So 1856 is what we launched our brand with in July of 2017. 1856, as I already shared, is the year that Nears Green helped perfect what is known as the Lincoln County process. In 2013, the governor of Tennessee signed into law, any whiskey designed to be Tennessee whiskey has to meet all the qualifications for bourbon, it has to be made in Tennessee, and it must adhere to the Lincoln County process. So cheers to Nears Green and the Lincoln County process. Cheers. It's 100 proof. I don't think I shared that. Probably wouldn't know from a sip, though. Yeah. It's very nice and very. What do you guys think? Anybody a cigar smoker? I think the our our 1856 is the best of the expressions, in my opinion, with a good cigar. Yes, the mash bill is different for the for the 1884 and the 1856. Now you may be able to get Kitty to tell you the mash bill. I'm like a good baker; I don't share my ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> You talk after, yeah, okay. <laughs> but everybody knows that that um, it's primarily corn. You know, the 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 biggest, the the the, the largest ingredient in Tennessee whiskey uh, is going to be the corn. Maybe there is more corn in nineteen fifty six. You're slick. <laughs> I don't mind answering. <laughs> Any other questions? Yes, sir. I am an Edie. My grandmother, who is Nears Green's granddaughter, married an Edie. Do you spell it E-A-D-Y? We're probably cousins. Oh, we're definitely cousins. Who is your folks, honey? You definitely got to come to family reunion. And you got to come by the distillery. I would love to show you around. Well, I don't give the tours, but I will give the tasting if you come to the distillery. Yes. That's my cousin, y'all. 
Julio's Liquors, where we drink whiskey and connect family. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's another beautiful thing about uh, about our brand. Um, I grew up knowing um, the story of my great-great-grandfather. I didn't know all the history. I, I don't think that my grandmother, the, the beautiful lady I just mentioned, Annie Bell Green Edie, um, who was near his granddaughter, she didn't know everything that Fawn unearthed. None of us did, right? Uh, but I knew the relationship between Nears Green and Jack Daniel because she made sure that we all knew it. Um, family has always been real important, um, always been real important. And so um, when Fawn brought more family into the fold, um, that was a beautiful part of, of this whole story for our family, right? Um, on the 17th of June, 2019, no, 2021, uh, we had a green descendant reunion. Um, and we, well over 120 people, um, cousins, spouses, you know, um, it was a beautiful, beautiful time. And two days later is when we reopened the distillery to the public. So um, with fun research came more family. Yeah. Um, also with that, um, I don't know if everyone knows, um, in addition to our whiskey, uh, we have a nearest green foundation. And actually the foundation came before the whiskey. And what is that? What are they doing? Um, the farm was very involved with our family like almost from the jump, like the day she she came to Lynchburg, that she arrived in Lynchburg, she went to the Moore County Library. There she met one of Jack Daniels' descendants. Wow. Who introduced her to another descendant. And then that descendant um, is the one who informed her about the Dan Call Farm. She was selling real estate at the time. Who She was retired from Jack Daniel and was selling real estate and facilitated the sale of the Dan Call Farm to the Weavers. But she also knew all of my family, right? Wow. And so as Fawn is um, learning more about the Nears Green family, yeah. she is spending time with the family. I was going to say, yeah. And so one of the things that came about from her love and concern for the family was the Nears Green Foundation. And the foundation was put in place to uh, support um, Nearest Green's bloodline college age descendants who had a desire to continue their education. We paid full ride for all of Nearest's bloodline college age descendants. That's awesome. That's and amazing. so now the sale of our whiskey helps take care of that. So that's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. I'm happy to hear that. That's yes, awesome. That's very cool. Wow. So y'all want to talk about this rye? I think we do. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of us here who haven't so, gotten the opportunity to try it. So, so, so our rye is different uh, from most ryes that you uh, likely have taste, um, so. tasted. It's definitely different from any that I have. Okay. Um, our rye uh, derived from um, Canada, uh, but it was made with American specs, sent to New York, where it aged for a minimum of four years, then shipped to our distillery, where it was rebarreled, 
which was the game changer, for 30 days and then bottled. Um, we have been told that our rye is a bourbon lover's rye. And I think it's because of the second barreling in Uncle Nearest used barrels. That was actually, That's what changed next, it. Give me my next question. If yeah. What was the second barrel type? And um, I think it's absolutely delicious. It is a beautiful balance between spice and sweetness. Uh, it's not as heavy on, on the spice as most rice that you will, you will drink. It's 93 proof. No, this, what am I saying? 93 proof. It's a hundred proof. <laughs> and people have asked about the blue label. Why did we decide to go with blue? Most rice have green around the label. Uh, we did it just cause we wanted to. <laughs> really um uh fine sent it out fine sent it out she thought it was pretty we thought it was pretty it stands out um we we are different um so why not this label be different as well absolutely so cheers to this fantastic rock what do y'all think about it no it really is it's lovely yeah it is it really kind of like i explained a beautiful balance between the the spiciness and the sweetness even better than you explained it makes a really good old-fashioned oh okay mm -hmm. who doesn't like rye do you like that rye good good <laughs> good and that wasn't a trick question i mean rye kind of is an acquired taste yeah, don't you it's, think it's very divisive yeah, yeah. But most people who have tried ours, they say they like it. So that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh-huh. See, everybody get something different out, off of it. We're all unique. And um, what I get may not be what you get. Any other notes people are picking up? As long as you enjoy it, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, is that, it, is it, that it, what it is? It, it is. It does have a beautiful fragrance, right? Is that what I'm smelling? Delicious. Yes. Delicious. That's what you're smelling. Delicious. <laughs> what about like a dark cherry? You know, get the dark a, cherry. That's a good. That's yeah. a good flavor note there. Yeah. How y'all feeling? Y'all good? Mm. Oh. It's like more, yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. You really should. It's 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 good, and we have all three skews here, right? Correct. Yeah. So Kitty brought in something special for you guys. Um. Thank you, V. Yeah. <laughs> so this is our single barrel black. Ooh. Right now, it's only available at the distillery but it will be coming to the market here very soon. So uh, you all are the first to get to, to taste it. And Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is barrel number 61. Um, this whiskey truly does go from the barrel to the bottle. Um, and this, uh, what you're going to sample tonight is 121 proof. Not for the faint of heart. No, it's not. <laughs> so let's take a sip. Y'all can. Isn't the color pretty on it? it? Really is, it's got yeah. a beautiful color. 
Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Chewy, I love that. Absolutely love it. I'm a little biased, I know, but it is good. It is good. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. You like it? Yeah. No blending. <laughs> yeah. How, I mean, this was your, your first time doing single barrels as well then? Yes. So how, how was that process? Oh, you? that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, this, this being very truthful, not, not bragging, our juice is really good. Certainly. And so it makes my job easy. So when I went in to select the single barrels, I'm not really discarding what isn't good. I'm discarding what is the very best at the time. Yes. Yes. It is allowed. We have had some single barrel picks. And if Ryan decides that he wants to come to Tennessee to pay me a visit, I likely can make that happen. Ryan, are you watching? <laughs> Yeah, I, I knew what you were doing. I knew what you were doing. But yeah, so he would come down and we'd sit and um, have some samples. He'd pick out his favorite and uh, we'd go from there. Yeah, I mean, if this this speaks to the quality of the samples that will be available to him, he's going to have a hard time. Absolutely. Yes. You speak to Kitty. Yeah. Yeah. I would happily hear where you want us to bring to <laughs> <laughs> Oh. So you would we talk to, to Kitty talk. and yes. Jeremy yes. and um yeah, that would be good. Love that. Yeah. Amazing. Well, just okay. so you know, we don't do pressure. <laughs> <laughs> we we like fun. We don't do pressure. <laughs> I have to live in Rhode Island now. Yes. Too, so, so that would I'm be your, that would yeah. be excellent. Yes. Shorter drive for me. How's that? Shorter drive for Kitty. What do you guys think of the single barrel? That's straight. Yeah, we gotta get Ryan down there. Yes. Not yet, but it's coming. Ooh. It is coming. We are very close to rolling out um, our barrel program. Yeah. Very cool. Did we have another question? I thought I saw another hand up. Yeah, yeah another one, bud? Yeah, no, it's okay with it. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Close your eyes and answer your own question. E.H. Taylor, you get a little remnants of E.H. Taylor or Maker's Mark. That is what I drank. So people say that all the time that they can close their eyes and kind of 
pick up uh, notes from both. Uh, that is not what I intended, but that is what my palate is. And so it just happens. Yes. Yeah, I probably attributes to the creaminess. You're getting a lot of those. And then I stirred it with my finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it tastes so good. Yeah, yeah. A little, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bit of Victoria in every bottle. That's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I do not. A lot. <laughs> but the samples, you know, I they're, they're in little cups like this, or but I do it with um, Glen Cairn glasses. Mm -hmm. But it's not, you know, it's small amounts. Um, yeah. So, you know, if I could have, say, four of these, it may take me two hours just to do that. So it just depends. Now, the very first day I went in to blend, it was 31. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> but I don't drive. Um, very fortunate that we have a driver. Come pick me up, take me back home. Um, but I do not get, I do not get tipsy. Um, and that's because I take my time to do it and I'm at work. It's not for pleasure. So it's different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you had, you. um, I have found those that need to mature longer. Yeah. We've not had that. Um, but I have had some that like, yeah, need to stay in the barrel a little longer. Yeah. It, when you're going through the sick, well, now that you've started the single barrel program, are those barrels what you're using, like things you don't choose, are using in the small batch blend? No, 56. Gotcha. Yeah. No dumb questions. Well, that's dumb. No, it's dumb. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just no, I'm just playing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Say your question again. <laughs> I got tickled. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. We have a partnership with uh, a cigar brand already. I don't know if we can, we haven't announced that yet. Oh, a lot about that program. So. <laughs> I don't think we have announced it yet, actually. And we're going to play the waiting game, I'm saying that. Yeah, anyone I, I don't think it's that. actually been announced, but we, we, we do have a partnership with someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so if I came to a 
cigar bar in Rhode Island. And you all had your own cigars. We don't have to use, a, you know, you all can do what you want to do. And we can do a partnership that night uh, with whomever you choose. Is that what you're getting to? You have somebody you want to use? Let me, I, I need to ask Veronica yeah. who heads that up, but I haven't seen anything announced. I don't think that, that, that it's been made public. It's not a secret, but you know, we like to make announcements and I don't think it has been announced. So I, I'll let, I'll let her, I'll let her do that. And I'll stay in my lane of making this whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, well, yeah, our, our 1820 has to be 11 years old. That has been made um, clear. Uh, and so it won't, it won't come out to at least 2028. So I'll taste it then, uh, Fawn will taste it um, to ensure that it meets the quality that you know, uh, uh, the standard for our, our for our, our brand. Um, I'm sure it will. Uh, it is um, the first Rick house that that we put on property. So it's been um, it's been in there for a minute now. And so um, it, it does have an age statement on it, the 1820, unless we decide to do something di different. But our 1820 is a minimum of 11 years old. Yes, sir. That is the year that Near Screen was born. So you have questions in live Is the mash bill available to share? And I no. No. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa, that's not available to share. Has Kitty You're going to go make it. I don't know why people ask that question. You're not going to go make it. Kitty, have you made any of the cocktails that are in that are featured in your book with Uncle Nearest? Yes, I have. And uh, just wondering what cocktails they are. Okay, so I'm going to recommend one called the Wichita Line Man, mm. which is a great drink. It's basically kind of like a riff on an Aperol spritz. It's um, it's got uh, Uncle well, Uncle Nearest in this case. Um, I think it's like an ounce and a half. It's not a huge pour, and then it's got pineapple juice, Aperol, some fresh lemon. Uh, you shake that up real nice, and then you pour it over rocks, and then top it with a dry um, sparkling wine. Ooh, so really, really delicious. good. Yes, and it's like for Carol Kay, who um, was an amazing session musician. So all the books or all the cocktails in my book honor um, unsung women from history, which is when I learned about this brand after the book had been published. I was like, okay, this is honoring an unsung african-american man from history so mm -hmm. perfect alignment for me values wise um but the that particular drink honors this woman who she played on so many songs but session musicians are never really known or named and she was an incredible bassist so she her name was carol Kay, and she did play on wichita line yeah the name <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> what's that yeah 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 thank you for remembering all the things that i wrote about and forgot <laughs> <laughs> 
those well those were the questions that were very good were there any other questions for victoria or for kitty while they're here i'll go over that in just a minute once we're done with the video um but with that being said i guess Thank you so much for coming yes. and sharing whiskey with us and stories. And I'm thrilled. Just being a rock star. You're awesome. You're, you're, thank you. you're sweet. I am. I, um, I want to thank you guys for your attention. Uh, this has been fun. Oh, I think you. that's the first time I've done this. This is great. Yeah. Y'all, y'all cool people up here. Well, thank you. Yeah. 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 So. Thank y'all for coming out tonight, switching your days and all that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Everyone on Facebook, bye. I bye. appreciate you. <laughs> oh.